Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. What's up, Montana? Hope you're having a great Wednesday. Welcome in to Nuanez Now, your one-stop shop for all things sports across the great state of Montana each and every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in statewide television, SWX Montana TV. Sean Rainey from SWX Montana joining me, Coulter Nuanez, as he does each and every Wednesday. You're wearing your SWX gear today, man. You're branded. This is I'm, good. I'm ready to roll today, you know? Uh, it's great, great Wednesday. Um, you know, glad to see you. We're, we're so busy right now. Like, this is kind of a busy time of the year right now. I know Super we, busy. We, we kind of just uh, didn't even have a chance to talk pre-show, which I'm kind of excited about because now, like, we can have just, you know, just 100% honest like generic uh talk here without knowing what we're gonna say i've been going out and seeing all my clients and uh it's so good to have this common point to talk about that's when i saw a bunch of people day what you think of the grizz it's so good to hear that we haven't heard it in 500 days it's amazing if you want to listen anywhere besides on your terrestrial radio waves or your terrestrial television you can check us out on your mobile device your uh, ipad your computer whatever you want just go to our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on the Listen Live tab. 
and you will find the stream. If you want to give us a call, shoot us a text. You want to participate in the show, 406-361-3688. That's 361-3688. All guests join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. Again, I guys, thank you. Thanks for all the interactions, and you guys are all great out there. For uh, when you get called out, you respond. I love it. We we had very very middling entries for our painting, and then I called you all out, and uh, we got like 150 entries in one day, and then we got a couple, uh, probably another hundred more yesterday. So appreciate everybody for interacting on uh, all the social media, sending your emails, your essays, your comments, your likes, your all that stuff. It's great. It's great for us. It's great for everybody else as well. And just to to clarify, if you're listening on the radio, we're giving away a painting that was commissioned for our Grizz Greats, the silver anniversary of the 1995 National Champions, a 25-part podcast series about Montana's uh, 1995 National Championship. And the painting, if you can't see it on television, if you're listening on the radio, is a painting of Dave Dickinson, College Football Hall of Famer, Don Reed, and Andy Larson at the base of Mount Sentinel with Main Hall in the back, with the stadium in Hunting, West Virginia in the back, a Silverleaf score. It's a very cool painting. If you haven't seen it, go check out our social media, Facebook backslash ESPN Missoula, or at 1029 ESPN on Twitter. And uh, got a couple days left. I'm going to give this away on Friday. So uh, probably 5 o'clock hour Friday show where we picking one lucky winner to take home this awesome painting. But if you don't win or you want an extra copy of it or you want some sort of rendition of this piece of art uh, for you or any Grizz fan or any football fan in your life, all you got to do is go to rbagley3.com. You can order T-shirts, sweatshirts, posters, prints, all that kind of stuff. So um, if you don't get it, please support the artist because uh, he did a great job, and we're going to continue to do this where we get these custom-made commission paintings uh, to support our podcast series. A lot to get to today in the show. we got a new Lady Grizz head coach. We will hear from Brian Holsinger uh, for the first time on this show. Uh, I, I, for one, was impressed with him this morning. I think he has a, an authentic enthusiasm that is going to be really good for uh, the university as a whole, the athletic department as a whole. But I think that he he gets Grizz basketball, but he's not going to be weighed down by this shadow of Robin Selvig. I think that's a key. And uh, we'll we'll get into it. Uh, We have some sound from both he and Ken Haslam, athletic director from Montana. And uh, we'll give you some analysis as well. Yesterday, we had kind of a jam-packed show, so we had to bump what is a normal uh, Tuesday segment. Usually, we do our Treasure State Stars on Tuesdays, but we will do Treasure State Stars today, so we'll highlight some of the best performances at both the high school and college levels from around the state of Montana. Got some trivia, so we'll give you some wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. It's a Wednesday, so that means it's a um, Paradise Falls ESPN Roundtable, and a great guest this week. I know a lot of people have been waiting for this because he's always a, <laughs> he's always a laugh a minute. Bruce Barnum, head coach for the Portland State Vikings, joins us on this week's ESPN Roundtable. Portland State plays at Montana, Washington Grizzly Stadium, 11 a.m. on Saturday. And Barney, he's always, uh, he's always a fun interview, to say the least. And then we'll give you, of course, some recaps and, and takes on the Grizz football game as well because Sean was there. He's on the sidelines during the SWX broadcast. We'll talk both Grizz and Bobcat football. Give you a little Bobcat content as well because we've been pretty Grizz heavy the last couple days. And I mean, obviously, University of Montana has had a lot going on with both playing football for the first time in 485 days and the hiring of a new coach. Um, I'll give you some takes on the uh, the Bobcat side of things as well because uh, I talked to Brent Vegan again today. And so uh, some interesting stuff out of that press conference as well. So we'll get to all that. But 
Sean, you were on the windy, cold sidelines at Washington Grizzly Stadium on Saturday. I know the weather sucked, and it was it's sort of weird. So for those that are wondering that weren't there, couldn't watch it on TV, everybody that's on the field, they have their own little designated little like square that you have mm-hmm. to stand in. You guys are pretty good at getting warm by not only dressing warm, but running around and, you know, it's kind of like exercise. You guys had to stand in your own little square. So us up in the press box, we were laughing. We're like, look at these guys. They're doing jumping jacks. They're twisting all around, trying to stay warm. But either way, it must have been great for you to be back at Washington Grizzly Stadium. Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. And it obviously was not the same environment, duh. When there's, there's, you know, 20,000 less people there, there's no... Helmet and run out and the fans and no Twinkies being thrown for the first time in <laughs> forever. Twinkies. You know, like things like that. But there was still like an excitement in the air. And also like I got a I was very impressed because not a lot of people left. They stayed throughout most of that game. Like if you took any other, you know, fifty nine to three game, sure. everybody would be gone at halftime. Right. But like that whole uh like west side of the stadium, like they all like pretty much stayed throughout the entire game, like through the bad weather, which is which was I thought pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, it was just great to to be down on the field and seeing live football again. I'm so excited that they decided to play actual, you know, opponents other than a spring game. Like I know, like that's what Montana State is doing, and it, you know, everyone, you know, obviously Bobcat fans are be excited to watch them as well. But there's just it's just not the same. There's just something extra For to sure. it when you're playing an actual opponent and you're putting on the uniforms and everything like that. I did think we were gonna. I thought we were gonna see the new uniforms. So that was a, you know, one th- like I didn't even notice like they're warming up and it took like 20 minutes. I was like, oh, these are the old uniforms. I thought, you know, so they're saving those for the fall. But yeah, it was awesome to be down on the sidelines, see the guys. And a lot of times, like for us and for a lot of fans, is like just getting to see a lot of the guys that we. And hear them kind of talk about and talk up, you know, and especially a lot of the young guys or the transfers and actually get to see them in game action, you know, was just, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun. It's always fun to, you know, be able to have uh, certain expectations, analysis, and, you know, judge, you know, get some, you know, thoughts and notions about certain guys, things like that. It, it was great. Thought the Grizz looked great. We'll get into that in the second hour. It's going to be an all-football second hour, so stay tuned for that. We'll give you both analysis on both the Grizz and the Bobcats in hour two, and we'll hear from Bruce Barnum. It is Nuanez Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide TV, SWX Montana TV. Time now for our Garden City Spotlight, presented by Dr. Gene Morris of Oral Surgical Associates. If you're looking for an oral surgeon in Missoula who offers compassionate care, advanced technology, and comprehensive treatment, Dr. Gene Morris at Oral Surgical Associates is your main guy. If you need your wisdom teeth out, you have an emergency situation, you need an implant, anything of the like, anything that takes surgery on your mouth, that's what, you need an oral surgeon, I promise you. I've had a lot of oral surgery in my life. It is essential. You need the oral surgeon that's going to take care of you. And Dr. Gene Morris at Oral Surgical Associates is the guy to call. For more information, visit oralsurgicalassociates.com. This week's Garden City Spotlight focuses on something that has been one of one of the favorite things in the Garden City for quite some time and something that I know that people have been very concerned about uh, the riding of the ship, so to speak. The University of Montana women's basketball team since Robin Selvig's retirement has been, um, I mean, let's be frank, it's been in a state of disarray. It's been a, a far cry from the unbelievable and almost unprecedented success that the Lady Grizz had under 30, uh, in 38 years under Robin Selvig. 
I actually got a, I ran into Coach Sylvie last night. Uh, first time, he told me first time he's been out since the, the pandemic had hit. So it was great seeing him. And uh, he was definitely uh, in good spirits about the future of the program. Uh, but Brian Holsinger hired officially yesterday afternoon as the new head coach of the Lady Grizz. We got a chance to talk to uh, Coach Holsinger as well as Kent Haslam, athletic director at the University of Montana. So before we give you our impressions of the hiring and uh, maybe, maybe some of the biggest question marks and, and priorities for the Lady Grizz moving forward, here is Coach Holsinger. He talked to us for about 36 minutes today. We will not play that whole thing, but here's about uh, 11 minutes of uh, some of the best, including Sean and I's questions to Coach Holsinger. Uh, Brian Holsinger, the new head coach of the Lady Grizz here on Nuanas Now. You mentioned embracing the past. I think that's such an interesting narrative with the Lady Grizz because Robin had so much success, but also it seems as if uh, to truly have success again, you need to make the program your own. So how do you balance those two things, you know, embracing the past and but still sort of uh, putting your own brand on the program? Well, I think it's a great question. Nice to meet you. Um, I think you, because of the past of this particular program, it's unique, right? Not every, when Scott Rook took over Oregon State, I'll just tell you, it wasn't anything like the past has been here. And so for me, the success that has been, has happened here, without a doubt, you have to honor it and you have to embrace it because that's what you're trying to get, right? He, I mean, nobody's, I mean, almost across the country, there's very few coaches that have done what Robin did. But at the same time, I'm my own person. Uh, you know, as my journeys happened and happened, I've worked with a lot of different people and through all those experiences, you, you pick up things and you grow and you change, but ultimately you got to be yourself. And I'm not Robin without a doubt. I have my own style. I have my own personality without a doubt. Um, you probably already noticed that. Um, and I'm going to be myself and I'm going to put my stamp on this program with the staff and who I hire, um, because we'll do it together without a doubt. So, yeah, I, I just think being yourself is important. Um, but I, at the same time, understanding what happened and, and how important the Lady Grizz are. You know, I mean, they, it is – I want to I unite the alumni network. Like, why not? I mean, it, it's, it's amazing. If you see that, that film, it's like, look at all the people that came back. You know, and even yesterday when I'm talking to Robin, he's like, I got to see – he hadn't gone out to eat, he told me, in like a year. And he was out to eat. And he was like, I got to see two former players and own a restaurant there in town. So – one doesn't come without the other, in my opinion. You mentioned the the process at Oregon State, and I know that uh, Coach Ruick had it rolled a little bit by the time you joined the staff, but you guys took it to the next level. But what's the comparing and contrasting there? Because like you said, Oregon State didn't have a lot of tradition before Scott Ruick got there, and but but now Montana does have so much tradition too. So have you thought about that kind of the, the building of Oregon State versus maybe the, the quote-unquote rebuilding of Montana? Yeah, you know – what Scott Scott did at Oregon State is truly unbelievable. I was at Washington State watching him when he took took it over, and I remember thinking, "Oh man, this guy! What he is a sucker for punishment, to be honest." And because it was tough, it was it was kind of like when we took over Washington State at the time. Um, you know, we, I think our first year we won five games, and you're just trying to just keep your head above water. It was no different than my time. Paul will tell you at Montana Tech, my first year, it was just a. It was tough. In our second year, you know, we go and we win 16 games. We get ranked in the top 25 the first time. And and uh, <clears throat> and then, you know, they had some success after I left. But I think this program is 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 actually totally different. I think they're, you know, I said this and uh, Joel asked me this actually about the pressure of what this brings. It's a different pressure. The expectations are higher. Um, to me, that excites me. It really does culture. I, I'm a person that doesn't shy away from any challenge at all. Um, 
I, I know what was here. I've seen it firsthand, what was this, what this was about, and the excitement of building it back to a place where we're winning championships and we're packing Dahlberg and we're it just it just fires me up. And I've I've seen what a program like that does at Oregon State. You know, we average six thousand fans. Beaver Nation is just behind the program like you wouldn't believe. And it's truly special. And that's when you get the players, and players are really what this is all about. You got to get talent that can help you do that. Kent, I'll ask one to you before I pass it on. So, sort of similar vein. I mean, obviously you want somebody that, that knows about and respects the tradition of Montana, but uh, this is the first time in 45 years almost that somebody that's not from the Robin Selvig coaching tree basically is going to lead the Lady Grizz. So uh, how did you balance those two things when you're making this hire? What did you like about Brad? How do you think he fit into those that, that sort of mold? I think it was a good balance between looking backward and focusing forward. For me, it was a it was a good articulation of a good balance of that. Absolutely, you do not want history to be forgotten. We can't at this place. Well, you can't forget the history. You walk in the arena and there's, uh, you know, 50 banners up there. So it, that's a reminder right there. But also, I think you you have got to be able to 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 move forward. If you if you're not careful, the history can tie you down. And so. Um, Brian, to me, was a good mix of honoring the past, building on the past, recognizing the past, but also realizing now we're faced with transfer portals, social media, international recruiting, all those other things that are here to be part of college athletics. And if you pretend they're not there, you're, you're, you're just not going to be successful. All right. That it, Coulter? I'm going to lower your hand for you so you don't get tired. Uh, Sean, I think you were next. Go ahead, Sean. Yeah, hey, Coach. Sean Rainey here with SWX Montana. I also host the, the Grizzly Sports Report, so we'll be doing that um, here pretty soon as well. Um, congratulations. Nice to meet you. Welcome uh, to town. Uh, first and foremost, I guess, what would you say is the number one first step, immediate step in getting this program kind of in the right spot? And, yes, I'm, I'm on a family little trip here, so um, – so it, hopefully they don't start yelling and screaming here. <laughs> I told you I was all about family. I got three myself, bro. So I got you. I get it. I get it. Um, I think the first thing is uh, <laughs> I'm going to meet with the players on Friday and out, outline to them what my vision is. And we're going to find out if that matches. Right. I did the same thing at Tech years ago. And I have high expectations. And I am going to lead this program with a competitiveness that that they, I don't, you know, we'll see. It's, we'll see if it matches. But the, the, really the first thing I'm working on right now, honestly, uh, is building a staff. Uh, I told this, I told the, I told the committee this, the staff is crucial and who I'm going to surround these young women with is so important. And so today that will be something that we'll definitely work on. Um, you know, I, I, the outpouring of support and kindness from people, I, 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 I can apologize to everybody right here. I, I got over probably 475 text messages yesterday. And I have, I, I, I tried to answer a few and I have not even gotten close. And so, but you know, all my, I've been mentored by great people. They're like, just put that aside and focus on what's important. And I'm like, uh, yeah, that's a good thing. So staff for sure is something I wanna, I wanna get on very quickly. Um, but that other than that, just establishing the culture. And that takes, that is going to take some time because I, for me, that establishing it is about building relationships with these, these young women. And then obviously recruiting the best talent. And, uh, you know, I think for, two, I, I, again, the committee this lady Grizz to me are talented. I was joking with Robin yesterday. I'm like, a lot of people forget how talented a players he had. 
uh, Mandy Morales, Holly Tyler, uh, Katie Baker, um, all these people, right? That, these are Pac-12 level players that stayed here in Montana to play for Robin Selvig. And so they were great. He laughed and laughed. He's like, yeah, everybody thinks I'm a great coach, but I had all these players. And I'm like, yeah, you were. Be quiet. But he he had great players. And so we got to get great players here in Noel. But first off, you just got, we got to get a staff that, that uh, helps me do that. Last one for me. Um, have you spoken with anyone that was on the, the last staff and are you open at all to bringing and keeping any of those guys on? Great question. Um, I've texted with Mike and uh, Jordan so far. Uh, they reached out yesterday. Again, I, I want to say what can't, what they did this year is fantastic. Honestly, it's, it was a tough year for us. I mean, we had a 29 day pause because of COVID this year. We had a 14 day pause because of COVID and trying to keep your kids mentally in it and trying to, it was, it was a tough year. So, really kudos to them. Um, I know all of them. I'm going to, I can tell you this, I haven't offered anything. I'm talking to everybody. I'm going to take my time and, and hire the best people to help me do what I want to do here. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Kyle, you've patiently waited. How's it going, Brian? I'm Kyle Hansen. I work at KPAX TV here in Missoula. Uh, we also run montanasports.com. So nice to meet you. Congratulations on the job. Um, Kind of go back to the Montana Tech aspect of this. I think it's kind of funny because a few weeks ago we had Kelvin Sampson who got his head coaching career started at Montana Tech. Now he's in the Final Four in the men's tournament. It's kind of cool because that's, I believe, where you got your college head coaching start as well was Montana Tech. So how much did that job, I guess, kind of prepare you as you went on to be an assistant in the Pac-12 and now ultimately getting back in the head coaching ranks? That's a great question. Um, nice to meet you too. Everything. You know, I tell people all the time, like being a head coach and sitting in that seat allows you to be a much better assistant because <laughs> it's different, right? You move one seat over, you think it's not that big a deal until you do it. And then you sit there and you're like, okay, wow, everything's on me. Everything's so it really shaped me into becoming, you know, able to help all the programs that did later on um, without a doubt, it made me a better assistant, but Butte is unique. You know, I came from Southern California to Butte and the, the people there are absolutely fantastic. I'm not gonna lie to you. We flew in there and interviewed and Paul quit laughing. We, 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 we leave Butte and my wife is like, there's no way we're going there. There's no way. <laughs> and that was our first thought. And then we get to back to Los Angeles and, and we, and we're sitting there and we're, you know, we're, we're just thinking and, and praying about it. And we're like, we got to go. We got to go. We just had this feeling we got to go. So we're like, we got out of Southern California and headed straight to Butte. And we had a few minus, minus 20, minus 30 days there that we're like, what did we just do? And Bob Green would be sitting there meeting me at the front door. And he'd be like, son, you ready for this? This is six weeks. This is coming for six weeks. And I'm like, holy cow. So, you know, I'll tell you, uh, Joe McClafferty is a good friend of mine too. He, he's fantastic. And he's a, in development there. And he took over for Bob during that the transition as AD there. And, you know, because of that, that's the connection with Kelvin because he had played for Kelvin there. And uh, so through all those things, you know, it's crazy. Kelvin was an assistant too at Washington State. So him and I, and then he became the head coach there too. So it was kind of a crazy thing, but um, I was, I was involved with Joe in, in getting that, uh, the floor done and, and all this. And it's just a butte. Honestly, I look back and I'm like, I was supposed to go there. And it's honestly has led me to this in a lot of ways because my experience there, even for two years, it's just really allowed me to understand Montana, allowed me to understand Montana people um, and, and, and how special it really is, to be honest. So I'm so thankful for my time there. Like, I'm not kidding when all those pe people in Butte need to be driving over and watching games. So I got a lot of people that text me yesterday from there that I hadn't heard from in a long time. And all of a sudden, 
I, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, now, hello. good." But they're proud people. And you guys all know it's a sports town if there ever was one. So and that, to kind of follow up on that uh, was just, you know, you've obviously coached in Montana. You know kind of how the, the recruiting kind of works in Montana. Obviously, people, you know, they love to see the Montana athletes stay in state. Um, obviously, the talent pool isn't as deep as some other states, but they like to see those hidden gems as well. And you mentioned some as well uh, earlier in this press conference. So now, do you think that helps that you've been here before and kind of understand maybe navigating the recruiting in this state? Because it is a little bit different than, you know, Washington, Oregon, California, places like that. Yeah, I think without a doubt. I think, you know, um, many people have pointed out to me that there, there's been some people who haven't had experience in the state come and coach at this level and have struggled. Um, I think you have to understand a little bit. And I got a crash course in two years, <laughs> a crash course of of this. And and so I do understand how important it is. And I understand how, how sensitive you have to be about it. Um, to be honest, you have to be sensitive. At the same time, I will tell you, um, that we got to build this program in a way that's going to get the best players here to win championships. I know what that is. Um, I've been, I've done it. And so we're, we are going to focus for sure on the best players in the state of Montana, without a doubt. Um, I'd love to establish the place again where it's like, Oh, Brian called great. We're going there. Um, you know, I just, why not? Why not? That, that seems to be the right, right thing. Um, but we also got to go out and get, get players from other places. And I've had experience in that too. So. So there you go. Brian Holsinger, the new Lady Grizz head coach. Just a few quick hitters on Brian Holsinger's background. If you hadn't heard or if you haven't checked out SkylineSportsMT.com or you didn't listen yesterday, Holsinger, uh, he is from Federal Way, which is right outside Seattle. He played uh, college ball at Pacific first and then Western Washington, which is a great D- Division II school in Bellingham. He started his career at the Masters College in San Marcos, California as an assistant. And then he became the head coach at Montana Tech for two years, uh, 2005 through 2007. And uh, then he joined June Doherty's staff at Washington State. A couple notes on Coach Doherty. Coach Doherty was uh, at Boise State and had great success at Boise State when Boise was in the Big Sky Conference. And June Doherty was actually Trisha Benford's head coach uh, in college. June Doherty also comes from the uh, Tara Vanderveer coaching tree. So she coached at Boise State and then Stanford for Vanderveer. So Holsinger then has some um, Vanderveer ties as well. Uh, but they, he was at Washington State for eight seasons with Vanderveer. And um, Washington State's always been a really hard place to win at. And uh, they made their first postseason appearance when they made the NIT in 2014. And that sort of laid the foundation to now where they are now under Cami Anthridge where uh, they were in the NCAA tournament this year. They were, uh, I think, an eight seed. So Washington State's got a lot better, and, and Holsinger and that staff deserve credit for, for sort of laying the foundation of the rebuild. And then he's been the last five years on Scott Ruick's staff at uh, Oregon State. Oregon State, if you haven't checked, had a very negligible in basketball tradition on women's basketball until Ruick took over. And now they've been in the NCAA tournament, I think, eight years in a row. They've been in the Sweet 16, five years in a row. Uh, Final Four and Elite Eight spiced in there as well. So they've done a great job. So he knows how to win at a high level. But he also has Montana ties. He's got family in Billings. Uh, He's got a lot of family around this region. Uh, I think siblings in Boise. So it seems to me like a pretty good hire. I thought that when the the candidate list emerged, first of all, it was an impressive candidate list, and that was good because Montana's not had a national search for this position in a very long time. And uh, I think that when the dust all settled and you basically had – Four finalists to pick from. Mike Petrino is the interim head coach. Holsinger 
And then Mark Campbell, the associate head coach of Oregon, and Jamie Carey, who was the associate head coach of North Texas, who also, by the way, played for Tara Vanderveer at Stanford and then also played for Jody Conrad at Texas. I thought that it was, it was a good mix. I think they, they, they would have been just fine with any of any of the uh, the four finalists. With a go with Holsinger, and uh, I don't know, I was impressed with him today. I thought he had, an, uh, like I said off the top, I thought he had an authentic um, enthusiasm. And I think he, he seems like he's going to fit into Montana, and it seemed like he had a pretty good knowledge of not only the history of the Lady Grizz, but the current situation with Lady Grizz. So I, I think he, I think he's a good hire. Your thoughts? I think you said it really, really well with like the authentic enthusiasm. Yeah, he and just it, seems like a cool guy, right? And like, in uh, in I don't I'm trying to word this where it doesn't come across as like um, bad or like a diss. Like he's like a huge like science guy. So he's yes. like, he, like he has his degree in science. Yeah, in fact. Yes. And, and like biology, chemistry, and he you know calls himself kind of a science nerd. He kind of has that a little bit of like that like. That authentic enthusiasm is like a, like a little bit bordering on like a tiny bit of nerdiness, you oh, know? Oh, for sure. Yeah, but but it's like, and that's not like a bad thing. Like no, it's, it's just thing. like, and the other thing, and this is something that I feel like almost every single head coach in any sport that is um, that has a lot a big following, mm-hmm. um, you need to be able to hold like hold the room, or you need to be able to be one of the people that is just so like excitable and has a lot of energy that people in a room gravitate towards that person. Sure. And I think he has that. For sure. Which is, you know, something that, you know, maybe since Selvig, like, necessarily hasn't been as much, you know, kind of of that aspect of it. But I just think that he kind of has that, you know, like, and people that have that, you know, there's just something about them that is just in them that they have that energy, that enthusiasm. He kind of, like, a little bit of a, like a Ryan Tutel when it comes to like the, you know, the, like the goofy, the goofiness and the sure. energy and things sure. like that. Like, um, you know, he just like, it seems like somebody that like, yeah, I could see like players like gravitating to him and things like that. But other than that, I mean, his resume and just the amount of people that he knows, I think was huge. And the fact that he was the recruiting coordinator sure. at the two pack 12 places, I think is to me, the biggest selling factor because he knows talent, especially internationally yep. and outside of just the state of Montana. Sure. Because I think for so long, you know, the lady Grizz just relied on getting the best Montana talent and that's what they kind of won with. But I, you have to, you know, branch out and go beyond Montana now in today's landscape. And especially when you're losing maybe some of the top Montana kids and they're not coming to, MSU or UM. And so I think him being able to bring in talent and have a strong recruiting base all over the country, like until this year, the Lady Grizz have never had an international player on their roster. Totally. Ever. They only like, had like is, two, they've only had two junior college transfers ever that until is, this year. That's insane. Like yeah. it's, I mean, and it's, it's worked. So you can't like knock it, you know, like, you know, up until the last you know few years, but no like, international players, no Division One transfers, no junior college transfers, no. I, I don't really even know if they were. I can't remember a, a girl from Southern California even. Yeah, and you so know, it's it's been Eastern Washington and like the uh, the Panhandle of Idaho and Montana. And that's it. Yeah, and if you can have a strong base and still obviously lead in in those areas and get you know the the main you know, majority percentage of your roster from that area, that is great. But you need to be able to dive into these places. And especially like what he was saying, he's like, hey, at Washington State, we're not going to compete straight up with some of these other Pac-12 schools. So I kind of have to go to 
to Europe, to sure. Australia, yep. and go to the more unknown places. And it's not because like there's not talented players there. It's just there's less people recruiting in those areas, so I can steal some people that are, are just not seen by other coaches. And I think that will be a, a massive benefit to the Lady Grays. Nuwana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide TV, SWX Montana. Sean Rainey from SWX Montana joining me. Coulter Nuanas. We do this each Wednesday. I do it Monday through Friday, but Sean joins me every Wednesday. More on this Lady Grizz hiring, as well as a lot of football coming up as well. But first, we got to get out because we got to get back. Treasure State Stars coming at you. Some standouts from around the great state of Montana on all levels of sports here in the Treasure State. That's next. Keep it right here. 1029 ESPN Missoula. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Yo, happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome back to Nuana is Now, one-stop shop for all things sports across the Treasure State each and every weekday right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide television, SWX Montana TV. It's time now for our Treasure State Stars, presented by Parkside Credit Union. Each week we highlight, uh, you know, a handful, sometimes four, sometimes five, sometimes six, just depends. Uh, Great performances in the world of sports across the great state of Montana. Uh, sometimes we keep this high school oriented, but at this time of year, I like to kind of spread it around and and uh, we we kind of like to go off the beaten path a little bit. Gives gives some of the sports that maybe don't get as much attention some attention, but we still like to keep it prep heavy as well. So, Treasure State Star number one this week. This is actually this is cool for me. It made me feel old. Uh, but also, congratulations to this guy because he's a great guy. comes from a great family. He's a Missoula native. His name is Alex Cummings, and he is a Missoula Big Sky alum. He's the same age as my little brother, Brooks. They grew up together, and I watched Alex play all the sports and, and especially football at Big Sky. He was a good player for the Eagles. And uh, he's been coaching high school football for a while now, but he's been coaching up at uh, Flathead High School for a while, and now he takes over as the head coach for Flathead Football. So very cool. Uh, Young guy, probably 30, 31 years old. But uh, cool for a Missoula native to get that sort of a chance. And and Flathead's always had a a good tradition, and uh, they got tough kids up there in the Flathead. So uh, I think Cummings will do a great job. So congratulations to Alex Cummings, and uh, I know his family still resides in Missoula, so probably pretty cool for them. I'm sure they're very proud of him. Treasure State star number two, Claire Howard, senior goalie for the University of Montana soccer team, and uh, she's been lights out. She won Big Sky Conference Goalie of the Year earlier this week. Uh, earlier this month, she set the Big Sky Conference career record for shutouts in a career, uh, 30 of them. I think she's added even a couple since then. Uh, but, Randy, I know you've been following Grizz Soccer a little bit. I mean, she is the linchpin of everything that they do because they are – so defensive-minded, and she's just like a brick wall. I mean, it's like a shutout. It's like a 50% chance or more that she gets a shutout. It's, it's been an unbelievable run. Yeah, and they, they've they had really good defenders, too, which sure. obviously it all, you know, it's, it's soccer. It's a unit, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, you can't, it's like hockey. Like, you keep, like you, you have to have, you know, good, good defenders, too, you know, more so in soccer than hockey. But, um, yeah, I mean, she just has, 
um, really good instincts. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot about goalkeeping. Like she just understands like angles and she where does. you know just where you need to be. You know, like and that's what a lot of you know goalkeeping is. You know, like I. I did it when I was, you know, back in the day, like in junior high, but like, I felt like I was pretty good at like, cause I wasn't like super quick or like, you know, like that, but like, you just got to understand where to put your body and, and where to, and she's, you know, fearless. And as far as like attacking the ball in the air, she said, that's kind of her favorite thing is, uh, you know, when you get like a, maybe a corner kick or a free kick and the ball's up in the air and it's up for grabs. Like she just loves like jumping into a pile of bodies and, and taking it away and trying to steal it, things like that. So yeah, she's a, uh, you know, a tremendous player. And certainly well deserving, in you know in her last season, and uh, you know you're going to get a lot of the awards throughout the uh, the team when you're having such a good year in the conference, which is what Montana has. Montana soccer, the Northwest Division champions of the Big Sky Conference, and they will play in the semifinals of the Big Sky Conference tournament in Ogden, Utah, 3 p.m. tomorrow. So that match will be wrapping up uh, when we are kind of in the heart of Nuana is now tomorrow, so we'll keep you apprised of everything that's happening with Chris Soccer, but they are chasing uh, their second NCAA tournament bid in their three seasons under Chris Chitovitsky, so uh, it, it's one of the best things going in the state of Montana right now, and, and they've been on a great run, so uh, congratulations to Claire Howard. Treasure State star number three, TJ Abraham. He is a defensive back for Carroll College. Carroll did play the spring season. About half the Frontier played, half the Frontier didn't as far as the Montana schools. But Carroll did play. And for those that have been around Montana for a little while, they remember that Carroll College had one of the great dynasties, seriously, in the history of college football. Carroll went to the national championship game, I think, 10 times in 12 years. They won eight national championships in the span of 11 years. They one time, like, six-peated. <laughs> it's an unbelievable run. And... Uh, They've since Mike Van Deest, the longtime and legendary head coach at Carroll, retired. They've been trying to figure out how to get it back on track, and they have not made the playoffs since 2014. But that changed this last weekend. Uh, they beat College of Idaho 28 to 19. College of Idaho is the number six team in the NAIA national rankings coming into the game, and that helped Carroll then share the Frontier Conference title, helped them get the automatic bid to the playoffs. So Carroll back in the playoffs for the first time since 2014, and TJ Abraham had a huge hand in that. He had two interceptions, both of them in the fourth quarter to help lift Carroll to that win over College of Idaho. So huge performance by Abraham, who's a native of Powell, Wyoming, and uh, a huge performance by Carroll to, to get back into the postseason uh, in this strange spring season. Treasure State star number four, Daisy Zent, Billings Senior Softball. Belgrade High School had one of the great streaks in the spring sports uh, schedule going. They had won 47 consecutive games dating back to 2018. But Billings Senior beat Belgrade uh, earlier this week, 4-2, to two, on, by and large, the legs of Zent's three-run home run. So, uh, huge three-run shot for her and uh, sort of a historic deal for, for Belgrade. I know Belgrade has a new head coach, uh, their previous head coach, Resigned at the end of last year um, and, and in the double-A ranks, but that was still a, a huge uh, a, a huge moment for Billing Cedar to knock off Belgrade because they had one of the great s- streaks uh, in, in the um, softball ranks of Montana going. And finally, Treasure State star number five, Wyatt Duke. He's a senior at Big Fork High School. <laughs> this is amazing. Class B kid. High jump 6'9". 
That's ridiculous. That's a crazy mark. I mean, you don't ever see. I mean, six six is good in high school period, but at the class B ranks, you don't ever see six nine. So, a uh, huge jump by Wyatt Duke. Uh, so, congratulations to him. Transitioning quickly. By the way, the Treasure State Stars is presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union. They love to say yes. They're one of the best loan places in all of Montana. So go find yourself a loan officer at Parkside Credit Union. Explore what the options they have for you. Transitioning, though, to quickly to the NFL, Rainey, uh, did Jadavion Clowney signs with the Cleveland Browns yesterday. Um, the Browns, their defense is so interesting this last two years because they've had a lot of actual um, household names, right, like star players, Miles Garrett and um, Denzel Ward and Jabril Peppers, and guys that people knew from their college days and also were highly touted coming out of college. And uh, the... The performance has not matched the star power. Garrett's been good, but the, the Browns have been just pretty average defensively. Uh, but what do you think of just them adding Clowney? Because it seems like Clowney opposite Miles Garrett, that seems like a pretty good fit. I think Clowney's overrated. Well, I, I Clowney, think- Clowney resides in that strange world where you're always going to be overrated unless you're the greatest player of all time because your potential is truly actually to be one of the greatest players of all time, right? Yeah, but he doesn't get many sacks. Like, if you look up his sack numbers, it's actually, like, a lot lower than you might think. Um, he's he's actually, it's so funny because he was kind of known as, I'm, I'm going to look this up, he's, he was kind of known as a, you know, like this freak athlete that is going to be able to rush the passer and come off the edge and blah, blah, blah. He's actually become a, a pretty good run defender. Sure. But I guess, like, when you listen to some of the experts, like, he can't – he's not very bendy. Like, he can't bend. So he can't get by um, a lot of offensive tackles. And so his sack numbers have actually been really bad. Like, he didn't have a – he didn't have one last year. He had three in 2019. And he has never had double-digit sacks in his career. So, you know – Ten million bucks for Clowney? I don't know. I, I mean, sure. It, it, whenever you're opposite of a guy like Miles Garrett, it's certainly going to help because you're sure. just going to go one on one all the time. Um, but I don't really think this moves the needle a ton for the Cleveland defense. But yeah, you're, you've kind of mentioned like they got all these names and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, they, they could be like really good, and they just haven't been able to really put it together. And you would have thought that last year, especially when you have a uh, a ball control running game offense, right? And you're, so your defense is like super rested and then, you know, they're going in and pl- can play lights out. You would think that that would help the defense even more. I know that they've had some injuries and stuff like Denzel Ward hasn't been able to really stay healthy, things like that. But yeah. they need to get, you know, better at the linebacker position and, um, and, and depth in the secondary. But yeah, I mean, it'll help them a little bit, but I don't think it really moves the needle all that much. Nuana is now 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Statewide TV, SWX Montana Television. Time now for a Wing It Wednesday. Give us a call, 406-361-3688. 361-3688. We're not going to have you answer any trivia questions today, so don't worry. I don't have any hard ones prepared for you. I just got some hard ones prepared for the Rain Man. So uh, we will ask each other some trivia questions while you just give us a call. Caller number three is going to get a dozen wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill, voted by you, the American public, the Missoula public, as the best wings in the Garden City. So give us a call right now, 361-3688. Third caller is going to get a dozen wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. And we'll have trivia as part of Wing It Wednesday right here on Nuanas Now, right after this. 
After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Coulter Nuanas from ESPN Missoula. And those that have been watching Tutel Nuanas on TV, you probably noticed that for a while I was missing one of my bottom teeth. A baseball, a busted row of teeth, it's a long story. But if you've tuned in lately, you notice that my tooth is fixed. I owe my new smile to Dr. Gene Morris at Oral Surgical Associates. Dr. Morris is the most trusted oral surgeon in Montana and has extensive experience in all forms of oral surgery. And if you look at my smile, if you never knew, you'd never know I was once missing a tooth. For all your oral surgical needs, call Dr. Morris at Oral Surgical associates today ready to step up your hair game but just not quite sure where to go well look no further than compass barbershop a modern barbershop for everyone where they can help you find a style that's right for you they offer precision scissor cuts and fades in a unique and inclusive atmosphere compass barbershop has it all including convenient online booking at compassbarber.com or you can just stop by any day of the week you can also check out compass barbershop on facebook or instagram find your way to compass barbershop downtown on the hip strip at the corner of modern and retro. This is Mike Nugent with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. Berkshire Hathaway provides Western Montana with full-time real estate professionals for you whenever you need us. Our reputation as the state's most knowledgeable and available real estate group has helped build unmatched trust in the Garden City and statewide. If you have been thinking of making a real estate move in the short or long term, give me a call. No pressure, no expectations. Just professional opinions and service at whatever pace you are comfortable with. Give me, Mike Nugent, a call today. 531-1802. And remember, every question is good to ask. You hear the term small business all the time, but what does it mean? The answer is, it depends. Whether you're a one-woman show or employ over 100 people, at Farmer State Bank, your business is never small to us. Find the tools for success at any Farmer State Bank location or check us out online at FarmersEBank.com. Farmer State Bank, helping businesses succeed since 1907. Member FDIC. At the Montana Club, our goal is to create a menu of mouth-watering food with variety to satisfy any craving. From the garden-fresh ingredients in our salads to our succulent, perfectly grilled Montana Club Angus steaks, we take pride in every detail that goes into preparing your food. Top off your meal with a premium cocktail, wine, or micro-brew. Come as you are and satisfy your craving with our home-style breakfast, lunch, and dinner at the Montana Club on Brooks and North Reserve, Missoula. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking you questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry, I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
Hey, welcome back in. Happy Wednesday. You're listening in to Nuanez Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide television, SWX Montana TV. I'm Coulter Nuanez, Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Sports Director. Joining me like he does each and every Wednesday. It's time now for a Wing It Wednesday, presented by the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Despo is a great place to watch all the variety of sports and also the best wings in the city of Missoula. And if you give us a call now, I don't know. Reese, did we did we have a winner yet? Okay, so we're still waiting. 406-361-3688. That's 361-3688. Give us a call right now, and you will be the proud winner of a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. In the meantime, I got some trivia questions for Sean. So these are all NFL draft questions. The NFL draft's okay. coming up what, in about a, less than a month now, right? I'm starting to get excited for it now. Yeah, I mean, because well, I think it's going to be a complete um, goat show because of the – I think there's going to – the fact that there, there's this quarterback war and uh, there's some teams that know what they're doing and some teams that don't know what they're doing, I think that there's going to be a lot of action, right? I mean, I, it, once we get past the second pick, how the dominoes fall, who trades where, where do the Niners go, who do they pick, do the Falcons trade down, all these different things. So I do think it's going to be interesting. But the New York Jets have the number two pick in the draft. They traded Sam Darnold earlier uh, this month, indicating to me that they are going to take a quarterback. The New York Jets, since the NFL-AFL merger in 1970, have drafted three quarterbacks. Excuse me, five. they, they drafted five quarterbacks uh, in the first round of the NFL draft, none of whom are Joe Namath because <laughs> he was drafted before the merger. Okay. So can you name me three of those five quarterbacks drafted by the New York Jets in the first round over the last 50 years? Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's one. Yep. Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez is one. Uh, Chad Pennington? Chad Pennington. Very good. Oh, well done. There you go. Um, I don't know the other ones. Uh, I think I think um, Todd O'Brien was one. Yeah, just, back Probably right around the year of your birth, if, if not uh, before he was I wasn't was sure if Pennington was a first-rounder or not. So uh, he snuck, Excuse me, Ken O'Brien. I should know that as a, a Big Sky Conference guy because Ken O'Brien was actually part of that 1983 draft. That included John Elway and Dan Marino, and it was, it was one of the most regarded quarterback drafts. But Ken O'Brien was the fifth and final quarterback of the first round taken out of UC Davis, back when UC Davis was a Division II school, huh. not a Big Sky Conference school. But he was the 24th pick in the 1983 draft. And then Richard Todd uh, out of Alabama hmm. was the uh, number six pick in the 1976 draft. So uh, well done, Chad Pennington. By the way, 18th. Uh, in the 2000 draft, Mark Sanchez um, was number five pick in the 2009 draft, and then Sam Darnold, number three in 2018. So well done. You got the three most modern guys. Since the Cleveland Browns drafted Tim Couch, number one, in 1999, they've had three additional first-round picks since then. Or no, excuse me, number one overall pick since then. And then another four in the top three. How many of the guys can you name that the Cleveland Browns have drafted in the top three? They've got seven of them so far in the last 20 years. Uh, Baker. Baker Mayfield's number one. Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett was number one. Was Denzel Ward third? He was fourth. fourth. So he's right outside. Um. Oh, boy. They had the number one pick back-to-back years, if that's a hint. They had right after Tim Couch in 99 and 2000, they also had a number one pick, and he also 
was uh, seemed like a slam dunk at the time and became not a slam dunk. In fact, a flop. Trent Richardson. That that is an answer. He that was twelve years later, but he also was the third pick yeah. at Alabama in two thousand twelve, and and he was also a flop. <laughs> There's a trend here. There's a reason that you have a top three yeah, pick right. for seven out of the, of the last nineteen years. Um, I don't know what. Give me a position. Uh, Courtney Brown was the number okay. one pick I was alluding to out of Penn State. Uh, an interesting deal because that Penn State team was stacked. Their defense was stacked, and. Uh, Corey Brown was, I mean, he was, at the moment, he was he was not a bad, he was a good pick at number one, but he just never really uh, panned out. The other number one, or I guess the other top three picks for the Browns included uh, Gerard Warren out of Florida. He was the number three overall pick in 2001. Braylon Edwards, oh, yeah. uh, receiver out of Michigan in, two, in 2005. He was the number three pick as well. Joe Thomas. Uh, tackle out of Wisconsin. I mean, he was that's as as good as he could do. I mean, they didn't win anything with him, but he basically played every snap from the day he was drafted until the day he retired. So, uh, can't really hate on that picket, but he was number three overall in 2007. You mentioned Trent Richardson, uh, 2012, and uh, you you nailed Miles Garrett, you nailed Baker Mayfield, and Denzel Ward was right there too as number four in 2018. So, uh, pretty good. Okay, number three. The last time the San Francisco 49ers had the number one overall pick came in 2005. Who did they draft? Niners in 2005. Number one overall? Number one overall. Very controversial pick at the time. And probably looks even more controversial now. I don't know. Alex Smith. Oh yeah, duh. And it was it was Alex Smith and Aaron Rodgers, and then Aaron Rodgers had to sit in the green room for the whole first round until yeah. until the Packers finally took him, and it was this weird deal because they were kind of neck and neck, and it was sort of like the Ryan Leaf Peyton Manning deal, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a Peyton Manning Ryan Leaf draft, and then Rodgers had to sit there and was kind of embarrassed, and you have to think that that had a that had an influence on his career. I think. I mean, I think he was kind of stewing from that moment on, and he's kind of just been trying to prove the the world wrong ever since then. I just think it's wild that Alex Smith and Reggie Bush. We're on the same high school football team at Helix High School. Helix High School, baby. Could you just like imagine trying to stop that offense? You know, like, so so people team. around here that listen to this show, people that are, are particularly in Missoula and are, are University of Montana football fans, uh, Trey Young, who was the um, MVP of the Big Sky Conference in 2004, outstanding safety for the Grizzlies, who then went on to play in the the CFL for uh, close to a decade. He also was from Helix High School, and Trey's little brother was my same class, and Patrick, Trey's little brother, and then our other buddy, Leroy, those were two of my good buddies in college. And uh, they both went to Helix. And so I got I had to hear about Helix High School so much in college because that was right, you know, that was at the height of the Reggie Bush uh, yep. era. And, and they were always thought, Helix High School, Helix High School is the greatest high school in the history of the country, blah, blah, blah. I have a question for you. Helix had a moment in time where they were producing, you know, that caliber of player. I think there was a couple other guys on that same little era. They went to, you know, Mountain West or or, or whatever schools. But it seems to me, Bradley, that um, in football, San Diego is not that much of a hotbed. Why do you think? Why is that? Um, it seems like there should be way more guys from San Diego that are like big time recruits, right? Yeah. I don't. I, I there's a lot of baseball. 
Yeah. Um, so a lot of guys play baseball. Baseball, baseball too, probably, right? Baseball and soccer. Yeah, and basketball. I, yeah. I mean, there's obviously a lot of football, but yeah, I don't, I don't, it's a good question. I don't know. I've always thought that. I mean, I've always thought, like, big, Bobby Houck's been recruiting in San Diego uh, quite a bit since he got back in Montana because mm-hmm. he spent some time in San Diego State, so he has some ties there. But I always thought it was so interesting that even in the Big Sky Conference, you have all these schools going to Orange County and the Inland Empire and, like, Los Angeles and just battling with each other. And it's funny. I mean, there's a lot of people there, so you're gonna everybody can find some guys there or whatever. But I always thought it was funny they didn't come down to San Diego. Why not? First of all, if you're a coach, why don't you just go recruit there because it's great? I mean, it's just a nice place. Well, I think... I think the, the you know the the demographics are a little bit different in San Diego than they are sure. in LA. You know, um, not as not as edgy. Yeah, like it's a little bit more you know uppity and you know affluent things like that. Sure. Yeah, so you're getting you know um, you know a different background of athletes sure. and you sure. know there's you know so a lot of them you know there's a lot more baseball players, soccer players. Like those are the two main sports in San Diego. Um, but talk about high school stuff. Do you know this one is this one's kind of crazy as far as like. Imagine these guys on the same high school team. So, Lucas Giolito, who's one of the best pitchers in baseball yeah. for the White Sox, opening day starter. Max Reed, the opening day starter for the Braves. And yeah. Jack Flaherty, the opening day starter for the Cardinals, were all on the same high school baseball team. Imagine having, I mean, that's three aces in Major League Baseball. All, on a all, high school team. All on the same high school team. Like well, and and three that, game series versus them, good luck. I, I, right. And I would also <laughs> argue that. that um, Guys that are are transcendently talented at a young age as pitchers in baseball have the opportunity to dominate physically their opponents maybe more than anybody. Like if you're if you're straight throwing ninety five or you know even ninety one when you're sixteen years old, you have the chance to just go out there and literally strike out like seventy five percent of the hitters that you're going to face. Yeah, and I'm blanking on the kid's name, but the last like really good pitcher out of this area, the the kid from. Um the kid from Kalispell that went on to pitch for Washington State and was really good. I'm blanking on his name, but like, yeah, I mean, he was throwing. You know, if you're throwing low to mid 90s in in the high, in high school, like you just go out there and just you're, shove. You're you know? untouchable. You're just, yeah. So like, I mean, just three of them on the same team, nuts. It's nuts. Speaking of that, I haven't even asked you about the Padres no hitter. So we will do that in the second hour. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you hot. All football, all the time. Bruce Barnum from Portland State. Rainey's takes on the Grizz game. A little Bobcat football. And we'll splice in a little Padres no-hitter action as well. Keep it right here. SWX Montana TV, ESPN Radio. Back after this. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here. And if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes. And they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore. Your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.